In just a few days, summer will officially arrive, a time of year that most of us look forward to. Summers typically mean family time. The longer, warmer days provide more opportunities for families to get together, whether traveling, camping, relaxing at the family cabin or cottage, or just enjoying an afternoon barbecue in the backyard. But is it the right time of year to start planning your estate? Well, here's why it may be a good idea. In addition to reminiscing and building those new memories, a family get-together really can afford you the perfect opportunity to address key aspects of your estate that could impact family harmony in the future. I'm Wayne Nelson, and on today's Talk to the Experts, Sherry McMillan from McMillan Estate Planning joins us to share her top tips for planning your estate this summer. Sherry, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Wayne. Happy to be here. All right. Now, before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the McMillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar on the first day of summer, nonetheless, Wednesday, June 21st at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, you'll need to call McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or register online at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry, let's get this thing rolling today, and uh, I guess we could call it Estate Planning 101. These are the basics. So what is an estate plan? Is it a will? Unfortunately, a will is just a tiny component component of your estate plan. And in fact, worse than that, it's not a tax plan whatsoever. So a will is just simply a plan that distributes your assets to your next generation. It's really not protecting you from the income tax, but it's also not protecting your bloodline from outside risks such as divorce. So if you use a will, for example, to transfer your wealth to your children and then they experience a divorce, their inheritance is at risk. So most families, if their net worth is more than a million dollars, in my opinion, have outgrown a will. And they should consider much more comprehensive estate planning opportunities like trusts. And of course, wealthy families do have concern in the current you know, perspective that we have increasing taxation and increasing inflation. And so they want to make sure they're protecting and preserving their estates they've worked so hard to create. We're talking about people who have a will thinking that that is their estate plan, but you have to consider that a lot of people, a majority in fact, don't even have that very basic tenet of of an estate plan, which is a will. That's right. In fact, they've done studies across Canada, and there's uh, a very interesting statistic. Only one-third of us as a Canadian population have a will, and only one-third of that group is actually valid or (laughs) up-to-date. So if you think about it, very few of us um, have our will in order, never mind our estate plan. And, you know, I can tell you time and again that we work with very affluent families and you would presume that they will have a will in order and they come in and they don't even have a will often. And, you know, you hear about this with the stars in the community as well, right? They die without a will. Um, And so it's not uncommon because it's kind of the last thing you want to approach. Generally speaking, it's not a hobby people have on Friday night. Um, And so we avoid it because it is, you know, contending with our mortality. But if we're doing proper estate planning, it should be focused around your lifespan, not around dying. And so it's much more enjoyable as an experience to be planning your life. And as part of the planning for life, we just make sure you have the right legal documents, such as a will. But again, that's a very minor position in the whole estate. All right. Now, what should an estate plan be comprised of? Predominantly, people think uh, an estate plan is a will. So they always connotate death with estate planning. They presume it's all about the legacy and passing on wealth. 
But actually, because we live so long in retirement today, and many of us will work uh, you know, a career path for 30 years, but we may live longer than that in retirement. So we actually design our estate plan a little differently. So we consider an estate plan to be like a strong room of old times where there was a vault put around your you know, physical assets. Now, we don't have vaults today, but we do have legal documentations that can go around our estate to give it sort of like a white picket fence or um, basically a vault. And so we think that what's most important is that we're safeguarding and securing what's most significant to you in your creation of your future and in your legacy when you transfer one day. And what we want to protect against is external forces. So it's not that we're at risk within our family unit, but we're at risk with the world at large. So we have things like market volatility, inflation, uh, lawsuits, credit risk, and sadly, we have divorce. And so these are all things that can jeopardize the wealth we've created, not just for the legacy we're leaving behind for our children, but more importantly for our retirement. Because if we put that wealth that we've created at risk, our lifestyle is in jeopardy. Yeah, and for many of these uh, forces, they're outside of our control. That's right. I always suggest to families that what we want to do is we want to work a little bit backwards. We want to build what's your ideal. And so if they say to me, well, we want as an example, a quarter million dollars of lifestyle income, then we do mathematical calculations to say how much of your estate at minimum should you be protecting through estate planning because we don't want any intrinsic risk coming from outside that we can't control jeopardizing that wealth. And so most families don't even appreciate that they have that privilege to do that. And so when they learn of these protections, they get really excited Um, One of our families more recently that uh, came to retain us was very concerned about how the government attacked during the Emergency Act, Wayne, and, you know, seized bank accounts, and they were part of the group that got seized. And one of the things I will share is for our families that do trust planning versus bank investing, um, they're never going to be at risk from those kinds of events that are happening in the world because their estate is privatized. And so, you know, a lot of us have all kinds of risks we cannot control, like if the government enacts an emergency act, for example. Um, you know, you do want to put firewalls around what you've built for your lifestyle into the future. Now, we've talked about this on previous shows, Sherry, uh, this strong room idea. Um, is there a Is it made up of components, or is it just like, let's throw everything into the vault? Yeah, so I think it is uh, a number of components. In fact, I think it's five components. So if you can just imagine uh, yourself in the middle of the four components, because you're the driving force of how to design your estate plan. And unfortunately, in modern times, our legal teams, our accounting teams often tell us how to design your estate and they don't hear us about what our goals and objectives are. And so I call that the tax man wagging the dog. We don't want that. Instead, we work alternatively and say, you're the center of your plan. What do you want to create? Do you want to live in BC? Do you, do you want your children to be educated in the U.S.? Do you want to buy a boat and go abroad? Like, what is it that's significant to you in your future? And what is the value set you want to transfer to your children one day? You know, you want them to be self-reliant. You don't want them to... 
um, presume they're going to inherit and not, you know, take advantage of their own development. So these are the types of things that families um, bring forward to us as their concerns or as their goals. And so then the four components we wrap around that as the driver, which is you, with your safeguarding your significance and objectives, is we obviously want to mitigate the income tax. So that's one. It's called the tax plan. And we do that through both tax planning and the second component being legal planning. But more interestingly, the plan that's the most exciting to me is your life plan, which means how do we design your lifestyle from here until the moment you pass. And so our clients usually get quite um, stuck in, I would call it, Wayne, when you start to what I call whiteboard or brainstorm what the future could look like. And we often don't give ourselves that freedom um, because we're so focused on our careers, our children, um, and then all of a sudden we're sitting at the crossroads into shifting into our freedom. And so we do have an exercise we take our families through in their life plan to just open and crack windows so that they see the potentials that they have. All right. And a reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar on Wednesday, June 21st at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. You'll need to register ahead of time, so contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is one 266 6464 during weekday office hours or visit their website for more information at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.